Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Republican. 
mm-hmm. and she did not appreciate uh, when they said that Biden. Biden had won that election. Yeah, lost her mind. Yeah, all of this connecting with the. Uh, What's that guy, Meadows? Meadows is his main advisor. Yeah, chief of staff or whatever he was. Yeah, he for, was the main Trump. dog. And they're was texting all... each other back and forth and talking Same. about say, stay strong. We, we got to rally the army. We're going to get our army together to, like, to get what? this. It was, and they, when they went up against her for comment, she had no comment. Claimed, you know, oh, I don't want to comment on that. And now Clarence Thomas is acting like he's all sickly until this blows over, you know. So anyway, that's a hot hornet's mess. Now, he's supposed to be an impartial judge, but his wife is behind the scenes trying to manipulate, help mani- manipulate uh, um, an election. Yeah, Donald wow. Trump got some strong. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Sorry. About that. No, I didn't realize all this was going on. I mean, it was just I broke today. Oh, okay. The text messages just broke today that she was mm-hmm. all on their side and she's pushing for the, you know, overtone. But, um. Well, I mean, well let where, me ask you, you this. How did, how, how did she get so political? Was she already in the political oh, arena yes. before um, Clarence Thomas became judge or what? I don't know. She was always Republican, you know, but then <laughs> oh, okay. Trump casts a spell on people and people take it. You know, some people take it really strong, like the guy that sells the pillows and stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Remember how crazy he was? He was Mike oh. Lindell. Let me put him on the kiss at Lindell. Lord knows. Mm-hmm. He was he was crazy. And, you know, it must, it must amaze me with Trump when he looks at people that he's really influencing to really get crazy, you know? How do you mm-hmm. feel about yourself when you got the influence to turn people out like that? It must be quite a mind trip. Mm. He probably don't think it's crazy because that's just normal. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. You're talking about Donald Trump now. That's just normal. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You think you're but, supposed to abide by it. But my thing is um, all of this didn't come out when Clarence Thomas was, was wrong. They brought Anita Hill to the forefront. They talked about her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the wife didn't come to the forefront as far as her. Uh, political party or anything like that, that that was swept underneath the rug. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised. I'm like, where did this come from? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, but she's raised her head up before. I can't remember mm-hmm. now what the incident was. Something happened. Uh, oh, it was during that Anita Hill stuff. Not the okay. initial thing, but I think it was later, a few years after the fact or something. You all remember that? Right, yeah. Where he told Anita her. was making a statement or yeah, something. Yeah, he told her she needed to back off or some shit. Yeah, she was, like, okay. basically threatening Anita Hill. Yeah. I was mm. like, wait hey, a you minute. Need to back where did this lady come from with that? And you living off of that, all that black man's money, and you, oh, my God. This, wow. Lord have mercy. That, that man has wait lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Some wild mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I want, do they have any children? None that I heard of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh-huh. Maybe he got with her to get the political gain. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? You never know what circles that you go into. And, uh, well, he's already great. To the level. Mm-hmm. Well, he's in that circle. So in, in that right. circle he's in, as far as all that, it's all white. You know, I, I, I've always mm-hmm. said that myself about entertainers and stuff like that, actors. 
And people mm-hmm. that are always the hobnob of white folks, that's what they end up with because that's who they're around every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Okay. Anyway. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. All Even right. Over yeah. the mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, so, so who's on the kiss it list from that? <laughs> Donald oh, Trump I said uh, Orange Forty Five and mm-hmm. Mike Lindell and Mark and Meadows and Virginia okay. Thomas. Virginia Thomas wow. and yeah, you got a lot out of that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. They're ready to get what into this rundown. Is it Thomas? Yeah. 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 Clarence yeah. Thomas. Clarence Thomas. 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 Yeah. Oh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uncle Tom, remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can remember that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. All right. You mm-hmm. ready to get into this rundown? Let's do it. Okay. All, All right. right. Hit All right. Tonight in focus. We got quite a bit for you tonight. Stacey Abrams Block from Raising Funds for her campaign. Here we go again. Also, high mm-hmm. schoolers organized vigil to keep cops out of schools, and the housing market has gone even crazier. Our cocktail of the week is the uh, bourbon swizzle. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? We're going to lighten it up, of course, with our weird news. Scientists genetically modified lettuce so it can be grown in space. Okay. Also, Coors pays woman $1,000 to dream. Okay. Man, and also man builds 100-foot limo with swimming pool and helipad. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, you um, rebuild yourself. Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, and uh, get your favorite cocktail, and uh, we're going to start with In Focus. All right. Well, I'm going to kick it off and talk about Stacey Abrams. Now, what's happening with her, you remember how she ran for governor of Georgia. Of course, this would be a problem coming out of the South. But how she almost won, well, she's trying to run again. And now they're coming up with some some bull, really, trying to block her from starting her fundraising. Because, you know, that's part of it. When you start running for these offices, that's one of the first things they usually do. They declare your candidacy, and then you start raising money. So Stacey Abrams has filed a lawsuit seeking to immediately begin fundraising for her campaign for governor under state law that prevents her gubernatorial leadership committee from doing so. So that's why she's filing a lawsuit. Now, she's requesting to take advantage of a new kind of fundraising committee that was created by Georgia's lawmakers last year, and that her opponent, who's her re- the Republican governor currently, Brian Kemp, put him on the kiss list, has already been able to make use of this new this new law. Now, it's called a leadership committee. This law allows certain people and uh, groups to accept unlimited contributions. Now, to me, that's already a problem. There was a reason why there was a law that limited how much any single person or single group could donate to a campaign. But Georgia decided to change the law last year 
And now they've got this thing set up where it's unlimited on the contributions. So giving to uh, giving to direct candidate committees, on the other hand, is limited to $7,600 apiece for the primary and $4,500 for the runoff. So, you know, they got this thing all rigged up. And what I'm saying is that, as usual, they write the rules of the game so that they'll win the game because it's their game. And then when black folks figure out how to play the game and how to win the game, what do they do? They change the daggone rules. So now they're trying to block Stacey Abrams from using this new rule. So under this law, the committees can be formed by the governor, the lieutenant governor, opposing party members. They got all these, you know, people or entities who can form these committees, and they can coordinate and do all the stuff that they normally do. But although Georgia did not officially approve uh, Stacey Abrams as the Democratic nominee, the way what she's arguing is that nobody filed to run against her. Uh, uh, in the May 24th Democratic primary, and because write-in votes aren't allowed, she basically became, by default, the Democratic nominee. So the way she's seeing it, what's the problem? Nobody ran against her. Nobody wrote in. So let me just do my thing. And they're blocking her, trying to come up with some way to not allow her to do what she's trying to do. So she's, you know, put her stuff together for the hearing and she's trying to fight against it but the problem part of the problem is that her candidate the candidate on the republican side that she's running against the republican camp he already has started raising money he's already raised like 2.3 million dollars because now he's got to jump on her because she's sitting in front of a big old roadblock this what it just it burns me that this kind of stupidity continues, and now she's got to deal with the lawsuits and all of the red tape and the bullcrap, just to be able to do what she ought to be able to do anyway. But in the meantime, she's losing time, potentially losing money, while Kemp gets further ahead, raises more money, and now, as usual, black folk got to play catch up. This is some bull, and I just feel like Georgia and everybody involved in this, all of y'all need to be on the kiss list, and y'all need to be shaming yourself. So I hope Stacey Abrams is able to overcome this roadblock and get beyond all this stuff, but I'm just saying, I'm calling, I'm calling foul on Georgia for this bull. What y'all think about that? Hmm. I mean, come on. Why can't she go ahead and do her thing? She's not asking you know, for money from them. She's just trying to go out and raise her money. It just seems like she has to run as a ghost candidate because once they see her name, it's like, oh, we scared. Um, what, you scared as a big black woman? I mean, that that's, that crap pisses me off. And it's like yeah. um, a, a black woman can't be powerful or can't have, oh, hold a position. You know, just like the um, the woman um, that they have on the um, uh, that they're drilling now. I mean, why do we have to go through all this? You have the credentials oh, yeah. are there. Uh, they're the credentials, you know, uh, Judge Brown. The credentials are laid out. 
Why do we always have to prove ourselves? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it just doesn't make any sense to me. But it's this is still a white world, I guess. You know, uh, yeah. we have like to realize said, that. You know, but, but we're gonna continue we, we're trying to, to play them. play their game, and they're determined mm-hmm. to not let us play their game. Right. Yeah, we, they don't even want us to be in the same ring. They want to be in a separate ring. <clears throat> yeah. So we can't even fight fear. So. But you, you called it on that, fear. Mm-hmm. They are scared of Stacey Abrams because that sister mm-hmm. does not mess around. No. They know and, if she get out yeah. there and does what she needs to do, she got a real good chance of winning the governorship of Georgia. And those good old boys with the red on the back of their neck would lose their mind if Stacey Mm -hmm. Abrams ends up the governor of Georgia. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It it almost seems like, um, and I'm going to get off my soapbox, that she has to go to another state to run. Because, like you said, the old boys in Georgia, they're not going to let her in that particular state. You know, because some uh, um, women, like um, in the Senate or Congress, um, black women, they moved to other states and became those senators or congresswomen or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and they broke a lot of barriers. So it's like, you know, you're going to make me move, but sometimes you have to make your point, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, but it's you shouldn't crazy. have to do that. If you're trying to represent the place where you grew up and where your roots are and, you know, what, why you got to go – move elsewhere and put down new roots and try to get the people to get behind you and all of that, you you shouldn't have to do all that. If that's where Mm -hmm. you're from, then that's where you want to represent. Those those Confederate flag-waving mofos need to get out the way. Right. Yeah, I I say knock them out, Stacey. Knock them out. (laughs) You quiet over there, Papa. What's going on with you? you? What's your feeling? I was just, I was just thinking, I, you know, I, like I always say, the only thing it takes to win an election is votes. You know, mm-hmm. and if they, if they could stop people from getting votes, that's all they got to do. And right. and but on on another level, I'm looking at when you said that she did something because she thought something was something else. When maybe she should have took the long route and did it based on you know what it, what it is instead of what she thought it was, you know what I mean? Because you're only giving them ammunition, you know what I'm saying? You well, can't no, what say, she was saying in her lawsuit was that nobody else ran against her, nobody wrote in. Yeah, right, exactly. So but, but she what, the de facto what candidate. Is, yeah, but that's, that's her view and her opinion. But I'm saying what is the law of what it is you're supposed to do, regardless of who's running, because you don't judge how the law is being demonstrated or how it's being proposed. You're supposed to just follow it. You can't say because somebody wasn't running against me, then I thought that we, you know, I thought I figured I assume is all things that happen with oneself. And you can't, and I'm not beating up on her, but I'm mm-hmm. saying that you got to just follow the procedure because you're dealing with the devil. You know what I mean? And if, if they if they see the fact that you're gonna take a shortcut, which is the legitimate thing to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you if they want you to put down traps for um, you know to catch mice, and you go buy a cat, well, you wasn't supposed to buy that cat. So now the mice can run around your house, damn it, you know. 
And that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me, you know. So she just wanted to get a cat instead of putting down mousetraps like you're supposed to. But, um, you know, it, it seemed like they gave her, she gave them some ammunition. Because the one thing that we can't do as smart black people is try to, you know, what they think is out-talk, out-maneuver ignorant white folks. That's the biggest insult in the world to them. When we doing something that's just logic, like she said, mm-hmm. it's logic that I should blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not a lot. Of, and you're giving them the ignorant people, the, you know, the edge. But they're scared as hell, like you said, because she has a name mm-hmm. and a reputation. But also it takes the people in Atlanta to get out of their cloud as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All all the people in Atlanta, not just the black people. Because one thing about Atlanta, Atlanta is one of the most transient places you could be in. You know what I mean? You got <clears throat> sheer Georgianers like her in place, but then you got these Negroes that have been moving to Atlanta for the last, as much as I can remember, 40 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew people out of Philadelphia that moved to Atlanta a long time ago. Because they can get land and property at a damn good price. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they told a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And at one time, you remember the whole big move to Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Now it's about moving to L.A., but back then it was Atlanta. And now Mm -hmm. all that good shit is gone. You know? Mm -hmm. That good shit's gone. And white folks still own the perimeters. Black folks have that, that... inner peach tree kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what do you call it, hot Atlanta area. Yeah. They just took over um, Buckhead. Buckhead. Was, and then Buckhead wasn't nothing special. That was just a part of town. Ain't nothing. It ain't no fucking Beverly Hills, so don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been in Atlanta a few times, and Buckhead is not nothing exclusive. It's just a area where it is where all the, the, the clubs and bars and strips and all that is that, and a lot of white folks lived there, but now black folks took that over. But they paid, they paid a pretty penny to live there because when the white folks sold them their houses, now the white folks moved out to the more rural areas with all that money they got from them blacks for buying their house in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, but uh, I just think that uh, that the young lady should, uh, you know, just take her time and find out what she can do to get on track. But she really got to convince the black folks and everybody, black and white, Democrat in Georgia, get on her side. Get behind her. They, they, we need strength, man. Strength in number, you know. Yeah. We can't be thinking that we so powerful with our voice and with our, our blackness, man. We just need to be powerful with our population. True that. And um, right now, there's a lot of black folks that ain't ain't even voting, let alone stand up for the damn cause. Yeah, it's just it's a mess. Yep. Mess. Hot mess. Keep it. Yeah, hot mess and hot lemon. All right. Speaking mm-hmm. of hot messes, we're going to go to Kettle now. What's your in-focus uh, article, Kettle? Um, it's something close to the home. Um, interesting. Uh, they've been talking about this since last year, probably probably a little bit longer. But uh, Montgomery County um, High School is organized a vigil to keep police out of schools. You know, they've been going back and forth with they want police in schools or do they want um, what they call SROs, which is school resource officers, um, and they're more or less like counselors. So um, 
article says a group of high schoolers gathered in Montgomery County, Maryland, on Sunday to call attention to a new proposal to put armed officers in schools after the school resource officers program was discontinued. Um, Montgomery County High School students stood in front of uh, Carver Educational so- uh, Services Center building um, where the school board meets. Um, putting in the CEO, that's the name of the, the program, uh, 2.0 program, is not going to keep us safer, and it is actually mm-hmm. just going to cause more trauma. Um, so this was uh, Hannah Miles. Uh, she was a freshman at Montgomery uh, Blair High School in Silver Spring. Miles and the group called the Montgomery County Public School Superintendent, um, Monifa uh, McKnight, to drop the recently proposed um, the CEO2 that would put on um, police officers into schools, but not at the same level as the previously used school resource, uh, the SROs, which is the um, school resource officers. So um, it just sounds like they don't they don't want uh, quote unquote I guess cops in the schools, which makes sense to me um, because yeah. it's just too much going on. They they're harm the child more than they would try to protect the child. Um, because, like like they said, the, the school resource officers are more, uh, they're supporting the students, and they're like more or less like counselors. So they deal with the students on a daily basis. If you bring police officers, they used to, you know, being on the streets and, quote, unquote, they have a street mentality. So they're going to handle that student in that way, and that's not right. That's just not fair. To the students, so um, right, you know they've had in other places like Boston and Wisconsin, kind of the same thing. You know, um, a lot of into different incidents have been going on. Like in Wisconsin, um, uh, it was a 15 year old, no, 12 year old girl. Um, the officer, police officer, put his knee on her neck to restrain her. Does that sound hmm. familiar? Um, during a lunch, uh, during a lunch uh, school fight, this was in Wisconsin, and he resigns, the police officer, and he says he's going through some mental and emotional strain. Uh, really? <laughs> but you're gonna take it out on the child? Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, just you know, just different places are. Uh, just too much is going on, you know, with the police officers in the schools and everything. But um, they need to go back to, I believe, the SROs, which is the school resource officers. Um, they work closely, closer with the student than a cop coming from outside, so to speak. So, um, yeah, what do you think? they they Papa? ran into a lot of problems with those resource officers too. Yeah, I guess, to me, I think they must have overstepped their boundaries um, because if you're not one and the same and you have certain guidelines you're supposed to go through, to me, I guess they were acting like they were police officers. Right. You know, once, once you put a, a uniform and a badge on a person, oh, I got some authority, you know. Um so. Yeah, I mean, but there were resource officers who got busted for having sex with the kids. Some of them were choking oh, the kids, okay. beating up wow. the kids. I mean, getting into, like, fist fights with the kids. I mean, it was a lot of crazy stuff. That's why mm-hmm. the schools got 
got rid of them and said, we just need need the cops out, the resource officers out, put them all out. Mm-hmm. So, what, you know, what do you do when you have a, a violent incident in the school? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Because yeah. the teachers can't handle all that stuff if something breaks out in the school. I you know, agree. the teachers shouldn't have to deal with it. Why? They're trying oh, to teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So. I don't know. What's the answer, Papa Didi? What are they supposed to do? They don't They don't want a superintendent, you know, a new black superintendent. She doesn't want mm-hmm. it. She's mm-hmm. like, yo. So she said, we knew we tried that before and it didn't work. So why should we go through that again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. What, the, what, what solutions they're going to come up with? That's, that's just crazy. It's just, you know, it's almost like you need more, you can say more of this and more of that, and what is going to help the solution. You can have 99 billion counselors there, but if the child is just a violent person, you can't do too much with that person. They need to go get their own help or therapy or something like that, you know, through their parents or whatever, outside help. Um, right. But at, at, at one point, um, some schools, they were, they were very selective in who could come to the school. So maybe these schools have to be more selective. I'm not saying being um, discriminatory, but be more selective of who you're picking to, to attend your school. That could cut back a lot of things. So. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm. Okay. I don't know. We'll continue to monitor, see, what, see what's going to happen. I hope they come up with some kind of answer. Yeah, they have to. The, the kids are suffering. Um, because I saw a, a rally recently that the, the kids were um, crying out, you know, said we need help, you know, from counselors to um, whatever, because we need help, because there was a lot of mental right. um, health issues there in the schools. So I don't know. Got to do something. Well, well, look, what whatever happened to home training? You know, your mom and dad well, come up know. to school and, and, and whip your behind. <laughs> right, Papa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Knock you upside your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The parents used to come up to the school, give you that look or whip your behind in in, in class, and the teacher or, or the principal wouldn't say nothing. That's so, right. Now it's like you can't touch your child, your own child. You know, you're going to go to jail yourself. You know, mm-hmm. my thing is, I brought them in here. I can take them out. So you want to take me to jail? Hey, come on. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, you know what? That's what these parents tell these kids now. They'd be mm-hmm. like uh, Erica Badu. Say, you can call 911 if you want, but you can't use <laughs> my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think the wrath of God and the fear of that parent, um, we need to work on that. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. would stop a lot of this craziness. That's that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. All right. Down to you, Papa Didi. What's going on with the housing market? Man, that's that's a that's a sad tale. I tell you, it's uh, 
I wish I was in a position to call a bluff because I tell you, boy, it, it's it's just sad, you know. And we, you know, you, people should have seen it coming, but nobody paid it no mind. And if you ever go down, go downtown, I wouldn't even say not downtown D.C., just come into D.C., you know, come into D.C. the regular way. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get into D.C., but coming in from the Maryland area over uh, Route 50, 50 West, and you come down, you know, straight past the side, welcome to D.C., you know, and you come down, and it's got that big, uh, I forget the name of that hotel over there on the right-hand side, some kind of motor lodge or something. Mm-hmm. But you, you cross, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, Blands, Blansburg, Blansburg Avenue, you and as soon as you go down further New York Avenue and you cross the bridge on New York Avenue, you come down to uh, Florida Avenue on the corner right there where the Wendy's was. They about to knock that down. They got a uh, ATF over there. And you, you make a left, but you can make a left. But when you can make a left on Florida Avenue and go into that area of Florida and K Street and all that and look at all the high-rises that are being built or have been built over the last 10 years. But the, event, the situation on all those high-rises, and I mean big-ass high-rises, it looked like college, a college campus over there. Mm. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, and, and I've been over here for years. And, and I'm talking about they started building this stuff. I mean, I first started going to around 2009. Late 2008, 2009, when they first started building the one called the Senate, which was right behind the railroad tracks on 2nd Street, 2nd and L, or I, excuse me, 2nd and I, one block from K there. That was the first one called the Senate building, and they used to sell those, uh, some of those things in there. But then they started building all these ones around. These were big lots as you were building. And then they started taking half of the little street away and building different stuff there. And what I'm getting at is that they lease all this. Now they got like nine or ten high-rise buildings right there, second and third and K, mm-hmm. where all these big high and they're all being leased. And if you ride around that area, K, I, um, uh, even going the other way, can get my alphabet together here. Uh, what is it, H? Not H. Got H I K, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that whole area around third, fourth, and K, up around um, the area where the, the entrance of the metro for the uh, what's that area called? They changed the name. It's called it's over here. What oh, they call it Noma? now? Noma and all that. Yeah. All these huge high rises, and they're all being leased. And and folks that are just out of college are buying them places like crazy. They fill up as fast as they're being built. But here's a drawback. Now, while you're in there at 22, 23 years old, fresh out of college, got you a job downtown D.C. making about $224,000 a year. Okay? Now, the people leasing these these buildings and all, they, they're, renting, they, they're leasing those apartments up there, and they got great roofs, secret views, and they got different parties on Friday night up there, and they got weight rooms that you can see when you ride by. You can look in and see the treadmills and everything, you know. You're allowed to bring your dog in there, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to come out and go somewhere. You can rent a little bike, little orange bikes they got. You can rent the little rider, moped, what do you call it, a little rider scooter and all that. But here's a drawback. Now, these people are between 22 and 25 years old, okay? And they're loving it. 
They pay you like $3,000 for their rent, and they got all the Uber and Uber and and Lyft just lives off of that. They're like ducks in the cemetery sucking up, you know, worms. You know what I'm saying? So you go out back over there by the second and I, third and I, or K, and all you see all day in the morning, first thing in the morning is Lyft and Uber, thousands of them. I mean, it's crazy. Cause they, they go right down the street, you know, $8, $10, yada, 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 whatever. Anyway, the point I'm making is that these people spend like twenty-two dollars to $2,500 a month to live in these tall buildings, thousands of, of, of yuppies, mm-hmm. black, white, indifferent. And they walk their dogs out there, and they greet each other. But here's the drawback now. By the time they turn 26, 27 years old, you know, they feel like they want to buy a house now. But what's happening now in 2022? There's no houses left. The houses are gone. Corporate investment companies are buying houses everywhere. Cash money. No inspection will buy it. That's why you got people... Asking you every day, want to sell your house? Want to sell your house? Want to sell your house? They're buying these houses and they send somebody in there to give it a quick fix and they rent it. And they renting, leasing is almost as more prevalent as hotels today. And it's crazy because nobody has nowhere to live. So now, when people, first time home buyers, even going in as a couple, right, with two incomes, it was on the news that people were paying. Forty, fifty thousand dollars over the asking price in order to get this house. Not to mention waiving the inspection. You know, like places like Pillar to Post, mm-hmm. places that inspect your roof and all that stuff. These people buying these houses without an inspection. That means that you can have mold, scabies, mm-hmm. termites, anything up in that joint, and people are buying it for sixty, seventy thousand dollars over the asking price. Yeah. Without inspection, I mean, it's. I'm telling you right now, the housing market is unbelievable. Where the same people, yuppie, let's say, white folks, that are fresh out of college and leasing downtown D.C. fresh out of college, mm-hmm. are being sucker punched when they turn 27, 28 years old by corporate white folks that now want to Shanghai and want buying a house. So, so in the world, when it comes to race and all that, who, who, who's really getting over? Who can trust who? That's a good question. Everybody's screwing everybody. But they want to front the game like they're into some kind of the fact that we're both Republicans, that we, we're, we're united. But on the other level, they're, the, the corporate you know, investors are just scav- savages mm-hmm. because they ain't got to see none of it. They just sit back and collect the money. They ain't got to see the heartbreak, the heartache, the pain, people trying to. And these people got credit scores of 750, 780, 800. Credit ain't a problem. It's just not available. Yeah, you can't buy what doesn't exist. But now, who is selling all the houses? All these little jokers is over in Maryland now building all these high-ass townhouses. Okay? For four, five. Hundred thousand for a damn townhouse. Your average run of the mill, what they call the cookie cutters, mm-hmm. cookie cutter townhouses that all look alike. Every house walks and talks and looks alike. Man, if you're drunk, you fuck around going to the wrong house because they look they look so much alike. 
You ever see these townhouses? Some of them look like boxy twins. You, but I, I'm saying this here, you know, to close out on this particular subject is the fact that the housing market right now is flipped upside down. And the house that I have, that if I wasn't in a position where I had to hold it for a little while to finish doing what I need to do and get it like, like I want as far as cleaned out like I want it, what have you, mm-hmm. I would jump in that market. I'd sell my shit in a minute. If somebody's going to give me over fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 for what I want. But over the asking price? Over the asking price. But yeah. mm-hmm. when, you do sell, when you do sell it for that amount, you need to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Don't say, well, give me five months to move out. You need to empty that house. I mean empty that monkey and have it ready. When that house is empty and ready and you got everything in perspective and you're done, then you go out there and do your dealing. And when somebody gives you that, that house that you selling and you wanted 400000 and they gave you 550000 150 mm. extra, you better run for the goddamn hills. I know that's right. And get out of sight, out of mind, because... And and that's where we are right now. Yeah. They say that people are competing to buy a house. You know, it's like, what, when when did this start? And the people selling them are laughing all the way to the bank. It yeah. is crazy. Because people are putting a contract on a house, say if it's 300 You put a $300,000 contract, and then somebody else comes behind and tells the owner, I'll give you 310 for it. Shit. And then my the owner ass. goes, well, let me finish. They say, I'll give you 310 and the owner goes back and says to the person who put three hundred, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Someone offered me more. They like how much more? Well, I'll give you three forty for it. Now they go back to that person. Oh, well, I'm sorry. The second deal, I gotta let you go. They offered me three forty. I'll give you three seventy. I mean, that's what's going on for real. People are outbidding each other. So the people who originally thought, "Oh, we finally found a house," you got nothing but the lint in your pocket because somebody else will start outbidding you. And the owner is like, I got no loyalty to any of y'all. I'm looking for who's got the most money and wants this house, and the deal can go through. But you know what, though? The drawback of all of it, though, like I said earlier, if I'm the owner, I don't want to be involved in that too long or too heavy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say, give me, you give me this, you give me that, you give me that. I'm not going to play ping pong with them. I'm going to put a price out that, that it's going to hook me up. And the first one to come up with it, I'm give it to him. But I'm not gonna play that game because it's crazy motherfuckers. But no, world. that's what I'm saying. The owners usually are not the ones doing it. It's the buyers. The buyers are so determined. Like I don't want to let this one slip through my fingers. Yeah, but it's up to the so owner though. But it's up more. to the owner to kill the deal. The right. owner got the power. Right. They own but the I'm house. But I'm just saying the owners are not the ones usually instigating it. They just get caught up in the middle. And yeah, right. but they At can some put point, the brakes on all that say, shit. Uh, no. They can put the brakes on. But, yeah, like I said, to, to just wrap up the story, it, you know, I don't know if you all have a comment on it, but it's it, it, it all starts, like I said, in all these big high-rises over in D.C. Let's use the D.C. as an example because all the young yuppies are flooding in D.C. So yeah. there's plenty of jobs here, especially in them little worlds with a little computer chip mm-hmm. that go into cars and stuff. They're, they're making factories that, that young people with degrees are going there, and they're making chips all day. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting, you know. Yeah, it's becoming so, a problem all over the country. Yeah, yeah, but D.C. is one of the biggest hubs that does all. Everywhere you look, it says Leeson, Leeson, mm-hmm. Leeson. Big old beautiful building. Now Leeson. Nobody is selling but nothing you, no more. It's crazy. But, you know, those, ahead, those, those apartments or townhomes or whatever, they only leasing for two years in D.C., 
And that's oh, it. Really? after two years, yeah, you have to move on. So they're not they don't have anybody that's there ten, twenty, thirty years because you're more of a headache and I can't raise your rent. So if a person yeah. leases for two years and the next person come in, oh I can raise the rent a hundred dollars. They won't know. Yeah, they want the new sucker to come along. Well, hopefully after two years, people will be ready to go out and and lease and grow up, as they say. Yeah, right. They should be growing up after two years. Right. I was going to add to your story. I was in an Uber the other day and riding by some homes over there where I used to live at, and Mm -hmm. in the Riggs Park area, and they're building homes $600,000. They're starting in in the upper 600000 and so the foreign mm. guy asked me, he said, um, those houses for sale, um, the houses are made out of wood? I said, yeah, that's how they start. And they're selling for 600000 He said, wow. He was blown away because he said in his country, they don't use wood. They, you know, they use other materials. I said, yeah, hey, that's the, great. The, 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 the walls are thin, and if a tornado comes through, uh, you might still have a home. Or uh, if a fire breaks out, that's why they burn up so fast. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, saying, yeah. It, there should be a law that a certain percentage should be steel or another uh, uh, material Amen. other than wood. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that does help, like, cut down on fires and stuff. So. Yeah, the frame. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, like you just said. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with, with that area, and I can't imagine anything over there being worth Six hundred thousand or anything close. But the crazy part about it is, it used to be a KFC up there. The KFC is gone, and you know who's getting ready to move in? So they put a Chick Fil A there. I just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. I said, okay. Chicken, I see what but, they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They they do uh, like those Chick Fil A's. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, speaking of food, I guess we need a, a, a drink to uh, wash it down with, right? Yeah, absolutely. After all that crazy with the housing market. What you got for <laughs> us this week, Kevin? It's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the intro. Red wine. <laughs> this, is, this is called the Bourbon Swizzle. S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. The Swizzle. This is the bartender's favorite. The bourbon swizzle gives you a dazzling blend of sweet and bitter tones. And bullet bourbon provides bold and satisfying spirit base. So our ingredients are 1.3 ounces of bullet bourbon, which I I like. It's very good. Uh, One ounce of lemon juice. uh, 0.75 ounces of simple syrup. uh, 0.25 ounces of ginger syrup, which sounds pretty good. Three mint sprigs, that's for you, Papa. Three dashes of uh, aromatic bitters and three dashes of the um, Picard bitters. Um, we're going to put all those ingredients into a hop. We need a highball glass, a jigger, a knife, and a, a swizzle stick. Okay. Oh, so, we're going to um, We're going to dry shake, pour into a highball glass, top with ice and swizzle. Keeping the mint in the bottom and topped with more crushed ice. Garnish with three dashes each of aromatic and um, the Bacard bitters, a mint sprig, and the candied ginger. Hmm. 
wow. it sounds delicious and it looks delicious. It looks like it has three layers on it. So. Aha. So yep. the, you said the mint is at the bottom? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. The mint is at the bottom. Yep. Yep. So. Well, that, that sounds, sounds absolutely, absolutely delicious. And this is All called right. what again? Bourbon swizzle. S W I Z Z L E. Swizzle. And jizzle. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, we'll make sure that uh, uh, sometime over the weekend, we'll make sure we get the recipe and the picture of it up on the website, which you can find at apajamaparty.com. And when you get there, click on the cocktail of the week, and you can check out the bourbon swizzle made with bullet bourbon with the candied gingers and everything. That cattle just described. I tell you, that thing sounds nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. let's see. Thank you, Kevin. That was a good one. I, I would like to try that. They say bar- right. bartenders like making it. I'm going to have to ask one. <laughs> Tell them, yeah, let me get a bourbon swizzle, please, and make sure you swizzle it. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Papa Didi. It's your turn. What's hmm. popping? Well, I was, you know, I was going to go in hard on uh, not just young people, but unaware people. And and uh, I was going to say that they're unaware or uninformed, but I'll change it to because everybody strolls, you know, or used to be called uh, what is it, surfing the web. Oh, you know, now it's called what strolling or what, swiping and swiping or you know same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You still surfing the damn web, and that's what the term was back in the day. But but what I was saying, I can't even say young people because even people of age, it, it, it comes to like, what are you actually looking at? You know, mm-hmm. and what what grabs your attention? You know, because if you look at some of these late night shows, you see where they go like on Hollywood Avenue or what's it called uh, Hollywood Broadway. I mean, Hollywood Boulevard. And they ask young people certain questions about stuff going on today. Like, I think Jimmy Kimmel does it. And they say, well, what do you think about the such, 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 such? And they want to be, they want to answer like they're smart, you know. And they'll come back and give an answer that is so off base on what's happening with Ukraine or whatever, you know. But make a long story short, it's like a lot of people just aren't even aware of what's happening in the world. Or a lot of people aren't even aware of what's happening outside their damn front door. You know? I mean, only because they're not looking at news that has anything to do with the world. You know? They could be all into the the E-Channel. You know what I mean? Where they're watching um, what's some different shows on there. Love and marriage, and I mean, yeah, the housewives, love, love and, and hip hop, and, and you know, I'm saying they don't go past, they don't stop at the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not they now. This is if they have cable, because some people of a certain age or a certain group or a mm-hmm. certain, you know, they they living off the the smart TV. As long yeah. as they got the web, 
But they got everything but local channels. Yeah, they streaming. So they streaming. They got Hulu and Hubo and Hobo and Hobby and <laughs> Skibiabi and Sling and Wing and the whole nine. But nothing to tell them that the damn world's coming to an end or the Russia just dropped a goddamn bomb and telling them that you got five minutes to bend down, pucker up your lips and Ooh. kiss your ass goodbye. Ooh. They wouldn't even know how to kiss their ass, they, you know. I mean, it's just, it's almost reminds you of that uh, movie, uh, what's it called, Don't Look Up? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that just was out. How the people at the end just sat down and had dinner mm-hmm. while they saw the world coming to an end like it did. And, you know, people are just uninformed. They're, they're just not, I mean, I've talked to a lot of young people, and I'll bring up the subject about Ukraine or, you know, and, and I, I, get, I draw blanks. And not that they need to be, I don't want them to be completely educated on it, but they're so out of touch with it, it's unbelievable. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, and did you hear about the hurricane that went through town, your town? You can call somebody that lives in a certain town and say, well, how would you guys fare against that tornado? Uh, what to, what tornado? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, what hurricane? I, if it didn't smack their front door, they don't have a fucking clue. So, I don't know if y'all got a comment on that. Do you know anybody like Ooh. that that's uh, ain't got a clue about what the hell going on? I do know a few. Mm. I, I got one for you to add to it. They remain nameless. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to out them, but I'll just say this person is in in the 30s range, mm-hmm. and there were some fires, brush fires or something, uh, near them where they live in their city. Near their home? Yeah. In the city, like they live in one of the out, one of the suburbs of a major city. Hmm. The fires were in those little suburb areas, but I mean, fire blows because it's all because of dry brush and stuff. So anyway, when I asked them, uh, had they seen the smoke or were they aware? Were you all right? That kind of stuff. They were like, what fires? I said, I'm, these were major brush fires. They were all over the place there. And they were like, nope, I don't don't know anything about it. And then they told me, well, I said, well, you don't check these things on the news? You didn't hear anything? They said, well, you know, I don't really look at the news, but if something major were to happen, I would get one of those emergency alerts like the Amber Alert. You know, oh, those Lord. things that hit your phone all loud, that so stuff. So if they don't get an alert, they don't know. They won't know. I said, okay. Mm. I hope that works out for you because that's kind of frightening. Whew. That's my story on it. All right, well, I just, want, <laughs> oh, I, I, just, I just wanted to put that out there to let you know that there are people in this world that are so unaware of what's happening right outside. It's the same with different uh, instances in the news. You can call somebody to live in a neighborhood where somebody just got shot or something two blocks from them. Mm-hmm. Ah, what about you hear about that killing and killed two people over there in your neighborhood? No, I, I ain't hear nothing. You didn't hear nothing. Oh, they say, <laughs> oh, is that why the cops were over this way? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some police this morning. I, I didn't know what was about. But I think I think people are just just interested. They don't want to go investigate. They're not interested. They're just in their own bubble, their own world. Um, but, you know, they don't what give is a their shit world? about what goes on after. Uh, yeah, but what is probably, Yeah. The world is nothing. <laughs> so, mm. 
They want yeah. to keep it that way. They want to keep it simple, should I say. They don't want to complicate things. And um, <laughs> my, my thing is you should at least know your surroundings, um, your immediate area, yeah. you know, what's going on. Oh, yeah. You would think. Most definitely. Yeah, you would uh, think. Yeah. I, I had somebody uh, tell me one time, I don't watch the news, but I do get a lot of news and information. And I said, from where? They said the shade room <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. The shade room. What does that mean? It's just a it's a channel on Instagram where people just talk. Oh, you like doing? It's like a TV show, room. but it's on Instagram, like a it's gossip kind room, of I thing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I said, are you kidding me? You depend on the shade room as a news source, and I said to them, well, where do you think the shade room gets their news from? Did that ever cross your mind? I was okay. like, they get it from the actual news source. And by the time they get it and talk smack around it, it's no telling what version you're going to get of the truth. Mm. I mean, no shade to the shade room, but I'm just saying, it's the shade room. <laughs> okay. Yep, okay. What are you whistling over here? I'm whistling this Star Trek theme song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. Papa wow. D's gone to Star Trek. I know. Wow. It's like being in a whole new universe yeah, where yeah. no man or woman has gone before. Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, and um, and it makes you wonder, are you too overzealous with news or are you too aware or you know, you ever make people make you feel like that? They, they, you know, you be trying to inform people about news and stories and situations. You kind of feel like, damn, am I watching the news too much? Or yeah. am I? What the hell? What's going on here? Why am I being so aware and this person don't do shit? <laughs> they wait on the shade room to tell them what's well, going I on. <laughs> I just think, like you said, Kettle. Some people are just they living the life that they living. And ain't, ain't nothing going to knock them off of that line that they walk in. Mm-hmm. They walk straight mm-hmm. down the center line of the payment. Mm. Well, yeah, well, you're right. Mm. Okay. Well, uh-huh. it's time to lighten it up. Yeah. All right. I think we lit Even it up already. That, <laughs> look, all of that was weird, too. But we're going to go to the weird news. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got one for you about some lettuce. Scientists mm. have genetically modified lettuce so it can be grown in space. This okay. is a genetically, I know, a genetically modified lettuce has been created, which could transform missions to Mars by protecting astronauts against osteoporosis. I'm trying to understand the connection, but okay. The GM lettuce, oh, that's genetically modified, GM Lettuce can be grown in space from miniature seeds, and it's the same as typical earth-grown lettuce, except that it incorporates a human gene. Now, that already sounds like something that I would not want to eat. You're incorporating a human gene in this lettuce. Okay. It produces a hormone that stimulates bone formation, helping to restore bone mass loss that occurs in microgravity according to researchers from the University of California. I don't know if you guys remember when the the brothers that are twins, uh, 
I forgot their names, that were astronauts that recently were in space. One of them Uh went to space and one of them stayed on Earth. And the one that was in space, when he came back, he was actually shorter than his brother. And he was at the same height when he left. And they've been Mm -hmm. saying that when you stay in space a certain amount of time, you lose Mm -hmm. bone density or something. So I Mm -hmm. guess, yeah, so they're trying to, you know, replace that that, uh, bone so to fight against osteosporosis by genetically modifying this lettuce that they say they can actually grow in space. So they won't be carrying a whole crate of lettuce. They're going to take the seeds, which are very small, and then they'll grow it in space. So however long it takes to get to Mars, if they don't have anything else, sounds like they'll have lettuce. They won't have any salad dressing to go with it? <laughs> you know, they didn't mention that. Sounds like a whole lot of lettuce to me. Uh-huh. But they're saying they'll be able to use the plants after they grow to synthesize pharmaceuticals, I guess because of that gene that's in it. So they'll be able to create different types of type medicines or something that they'll be uh-huh. able to, you know, eat these plants. So I don't know. It sounds like they got a whole lot of weird stuff figured out. But I wouldn't be I would not be the first in line to say, All right, let me make a salad out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's my weird news. Okay. All right, over to you, Kevin. Uh, this woman says Coors paid her a thousand dollars to dream. Okay. Uh it looks like at least one corporation may finally have reached the ultimate marketing frontier. Advertising to us in our dreams. Uh, According to Hustler, one woman says she took part in a course experiment that successfully infiltrated her dreams with advertisements for the domestic jewelry. Uh, Travel writer uh, Bobby Gold told the Hustler that she responded to a strange uh, Craigslist ad claiming that a, a big brand was willing to pay $1,000 for for willing sleepers. Gold and her boyfriend responded to the ad and were directed to a warehouse in Los Angeles where more than a dozen other volunteers were hooked up to brain monitoring equipment as marketers uh, from Molson Coors looked on. So Gold and the other subjects were directed to watch a video that featured Coors products and waterfalls and juggle landscapes and um, instructed to try to doze off while listening to the audio from the video they just watched. So for the next eight hours, the um, travel writer said she she did, in fact, have a series of weird core dreams. After the dreaming session, the travel writer said she and her fellow subjects were shepherded into a focus group where they uh, were made to discuss the experience. Which she made, what she said made them feel like lab rats. So they were trying to implant cores into our brains. It just didn't really sit well, she said. So, okay, interesting. Crazy. That's crazy. some crazy stuff. Sound like those what they call subliminal messages, whatever that they advertisers try to continue to do. So I guess they were trying to do it through wavelengths. In dreams, I guess I don't know. <laughs> it sounds crazy. I I guess, but that that's pretty wild. Yeah. So she said uh, she actually had dreams that Coors was in the dreams. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, for eight hours, that's all you look. That's all you're looking at. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chords and jungle and waterfalls. I guess that's that's, that's what. Yeah, that's what I. But they got paid. They got paid, so my thousand dollars. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. All right, Papa Didi. What's what's your weirdness? I got a, a man builds a uh, hundred foot limo with a swimming pool and a helo pad. Wow. A hundred feet? hundred foot. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, so what happened with this? It's a hundred feet or hundred yards. They say I'm reading a hundred feet, but it doesn't seem like a hundred yards would be a little further than. No, no. Because it takes three feet to make a yard. So if they think it was that big with a swimming pool and a helo pad, it must be a hundred yards, like the size of a football field. Hundred feet is only, you know. But anyway, the last time a stretch limo set the record. For uh, the world's uh, longest car, the show Night Rider was still on TV. Ronald Reagan was in the White House, and the Soviet Union was still considered uh, in world affairs. That was 61 years old, who's been working on cars since childhood. He paired and he paired with uh, Orlando's uh, what is it called, Deserland Action Park, to pull off the project. I never heard that before. Deserland. Oh. The record-setting stretch measured 100 feet, 105, 1.5, 100 feet, 1.5 inches, breaking a previous record of a by a slim inch and a half. Okay, that's how he did about it in his head. He goes on and on forever, they said. Okay, now. Okay, I did see a picture of it. All right. So, the car, sporting 26 wheels, is fully loaded with over-the-top luxuries, including a swimming pool, jacuzzi, putting green, waterbed, seating for over 75 people, and a functioning helo helo pad. Wow, okay which they successfully tested with a real helicopter. Okay, the, the limo was built like a bridge from six separate Eldorados in 1986 and actually in the same record-setting vehicle as last time, only it was lengthened by fully restoring by Manning and his small team in partnership with that place called Disneyland. They oh. must have access to all kind of fancy stuff. Okay, as for further use, it's a stretch Eldorado single. It has a V8 engine with a 427 Cadillac engine. has more than enough horsepower to haul a uh, front-wheel drive limo, 25,000 to 35 pounds. But it's not on the road, okay? The length is too long for any street to legally drive on. So oh. it just kind of sits there and just, uh, you know, boasts the stuff that it could do. 
truck doesn't really go up and down the street like it does. It has the capability and the engine and all. I guess they could move it a couple feet back and forth. But, uh, yeah, I guess. They don't really venture down the street because you may have to turn a corner. Yeah, I guess you can't can't make a turn in something that long. No, uh, so. They took stretch limo to a whole nother level. So and right it has now, a pool it's, uh, on it? yeah, it's got a pool, it's got a water bed, it's got a jacuzzi, it's got it's got all yeah. kind of stuff. So I guess you could just live on this thing. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Okay. Well, that's why it's the weird news. We find them for you. We can't make this stuff up. Nope. They got a picture of it too. If you go online and look for a largest limo. Wow. It's now been certified by Guinness. Guinness's Book of World Records. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, congrats to uh, Mr. Manning. Okay. Uh, I'm ready for I'm just saying. All right, well, you're going to make a move. I am. All I right. am, I am. So stand by for red wine, but I'm just saying. Go for it. Merci beaucoup, All right, tonight, I'm just saying, you revealed yourself. And we know how that happens. If you let folk talk long enough, they will reveal themselves. So starting out talking about the, the Supreme Court hearings with uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. These confirmation hearings have devolved into a festival of racist dog whistles, so much so that Republican senators that aren't even on the Judicial uh, Committee are trying to get in on it. Now, there's only certain people that are part of this committee, but you got some of these folks that just can't help themselves. They're trying to get in on the action. People like, for example, Senator Mike Braun, Republican from Indiana, who has revealed himself, he went so far as to tell reporters on Tuesday of this week that he does not believe interracial marriage should be legal nationwide. Now, he told this to a reporter. He just revealed himself. Then he tried to walk back the comment, claiming that he didn't understand the reporter's question. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said out of your mouth you didn't believe interracial marriage would be legal in the country. Then you try to walk it back claiming, I didn't understand what the reporter was asking me. So I guess now it's the reporter's fault, right? Whatever. So the uh, Braun was asked uh, by the reporter, he said, you would be okay with the Supreme Court leaving the issue of interracial marriage to the states? That's what the reporter asked him. And Braun replied, yes, if you are not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in on issues like that, you are not going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. So these remarks came after Braun told reporters that he did not want a Supreme Court justice who was a so-called activist and that the court's decision on Roe versus Wade was an example of such activism. So I guess he feels like if you have an opinion, now you're an activist. So that was Braun's remark regarding Roe v. Wade. But then Braun, Braun also said such issues should be left up to the states. And he was referring to Brown versus, I'm, I'm sorry, Roe versus um, Wade, which has to do with abortion. 
And he said that striking down Roe would bring it back to a neutral point to where the issue should have never been federalized. And that's what prompted the reporter to ask the question in the first place about how he felt about interracial interracial marriage, which was legalized all the way back in 1967. And then Braun again said yes. Then he tried again to walk back what he said. He said there is no question that the Constitution prohibits discrimination of any kind based on race, and this is not something up for debate. I condemn racism in any form. You know, see, now he's trying to clean up what he said. But he really did say that he didn't, um, he felt that interracial marriage should never have been legalized nationwide. Now, what's really interesting about that is the fact that uh, Ms. Katanji Brown Jackson is married to a white man. Her husband's name is Patrick. She introduced Patrick during the hearing. I'm not sure which day she did it, but she introduced her husband saying that he was her best friend, love of her life, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. She gave her white husband his props. And now here you have this guy, Mike Braun in Indiana, talking about basically saying if he had his way, interracial marriage would have never been legalized in the first place. So it's already clear that he will not be voting in favor of Katanji Brown Jackson becoming a Supreme Court justice. But the point I'm making is that once you open your mouth and speak your truth, you have revealed yourself. Trying to walk it back is a waste of time. If you are a Confederate flag-waving racist, I would have more respect for you if you just say, that's who I am. That's who I am, and that's how I roll. Because then at least I know who I'm dealing with. But these people who try to do this stuff in secret, or they it slips out because somebody asked you a question, and you got in your feelings and answered honestly, and then when you realize, oops, I just revealed myself, let me try to walk that back and fix it up. Ain't nobody got time for that. Be for real. Be who you are. If you're a jughead, be a jughead. If you're a dickhead, be a dickhead. But all this trying to walk back stuff, you just, you do. Mike Braun, re- Republican from Indiana, you're on the kiss it list. You revealed yourself, and now we all know you have a problem with interracial marriage. You already said so, and you can't walk it back. So don't try. We know who you are now. Thank you for the truth. Racist jerk. So I'm putting Mike Braun, Republican from Indiana, on the kiss it list. Racist. Racist alert. Well, you know, Indiana is where the Klan got started. Yes, I'm aware. That's what but, I'm saying. But how do you, you, are, how do you, you make are. a statement like that in 2022? Like I said, if that's who you are, it's going to come out. No, but I'm just saying, you you, you, would, you have been holding on to something for a long time to make a statement about mm-hmm. interracial marriages in 2022. I mean, you are so late to that game. Exactly. There's so many other issues that have come about since then. This became legal in the, in this country back in 67. 
Well, I don't even Why think that he... Why is he even still talking about but that? But I don't even think that he's even on that side of it, to be honest with you. I don't think he minds a black woman being married to a white guy. I think he's pissed off at the other way around. If it was a black guy married to a white woman, I think that is his real hang-up with it for real, for real. So, anyway. Yeah, I think that's really would really piss him off. Anyway... All right. Let's move on. Living for the city. You know what I want to talk about on this this segment here is the job market today. That's another a subject that is really uh, interesting because just like the housing market, you know, that's going belly up. But the reason why it's still surviving and in, in the job people don't have to really reveal how desperate they are is because people that's putting in for jobs are still falling for anything. They still falling for the okie doke when they go to apply for a job. You know, when you go to apply for a job today, they're still going to try to jockey you and act like, okay, well, we'll call you and you interview, and, and if we're interested, we'll call you back. Knowing damn well they need you like crazy. I've never been in stores lately, whether it be Lowe's or Home Depot or any place out there where you got the ability for 10 registers to be open, and it's only two open. Mm-hmm. You walk around the store and there's nobody wearing a uniform, or you see one person way over here somewhere. Hey, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Because there's nobody available. And then when you ask somebody, they don't even know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know, it's really sad how, how the job market is just because see they still don't want to give up what they need to give up. That's the problem with them. They don't want to give up benefits, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to give up proper cash, how about giving up benefits? And a lot of these jobs never gave up benefits. And people have been falling for that game forever. And now that there's nobody available, they still won't offer benefits. They'll raise the pay. Oh, oh we're going up to $17 an hour. We're going to $18 an hour, $16 an hour. But, you know, when you, when you, 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 know, you need some medical. Mm-hmm. You need some dental. You need some vision. And it'd be nice to have a matching 401k or some kind of profit sharing well. or something that, you know, but a lot of these jobs, it costs money for a job to have that to offer to you, okay? And then you got jobs now that don't want to hire, but so many employees, so they don't have that obligation. Was it if you got more than such and such employees, you got to provide this and that, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people keep it down. You got to have at least twenty-five employees in order to provide medical or whatever. They'll keep it at twenty-two, twenty-three. They will never officially hire twenty-five people, and people fall for it. And a lot of young people that got a couple kids are working in these restaurants and stuff. You got a, you got a two-year-old and a three-year-old, and no medical. And they they work and they carry these heavy ashtrays across the floor at um, Olive Garden and um, Outback, yeah. Ruby Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. They got trays and trade. They're servers, and they're walking with your little tray. They got three orders in their hand, which they could fall, bust their ass, you know, hot tea fall in their face, on their legs, in their arms, or whatever, and they ain't got a drop of fucking insurance. And the store Outback and all these places, or uh, what's that place called, uh, not Outback. That was joint that's got a song by it. 
country guy sings about Apple oh, Applebee's. 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 Applebee's, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Applebee's mm-hmm. don't give a damn about you having no insurance at all. And you're carrying out tray after tray, plate after plate, hot coffee, this and that, latte, you name it. Mm-hmm. Then you go back in the kitchen, and Lord knows it's probably slippery as hell back there. They probably got everything on the floor back there from pudding to fucking beans. Ooh. Everything in between. You know, you see them some of the floors in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You can ice skate on the motherfuckers. There's so much shit on the floor that people ain't cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and I just want to, you know, just in closing with that, I just, I just want to say that the job market is a mess, and, and just like the housing market, the job market is the next entity to be revealed because they've got to start giving up some shit to get people. And they got to start passing laws where they can hire uh, people with felons mm-hmm. and everything in order to get people in the market. Because a lot of people come out of jail as soon as they check that box. Have you been convicted of a felony? Yes or no? They click the yes button and boom. Yeah. Their fucking application gets thrown in the trash. Mm-hmm. Then if you lie about it and they find out, now they get you for perjury and they fire you on the spot. So what do you do? But you need these people. You know, I mean, it's, you know, just stay, we'll stay tuned and we'll look out, but that job market is a mess. Yeah, it's rough out there. Rough. Let me, let me, I'm going right. to chime in one second. That was good, Papa, but lately I've been seeing a lot of jobs available. And it's like everybody's offering different things, 15 $17 plus uh, signing bonuses. So there's jobs out here. Um, it just depends on, you know, which one says benefits. You have to pick and yeah, choose. So. Yeah, that benefit, though, to me, I mean, everybody has what they, you know, want to go after. Maybe you get your benefits somewhere else or from a spouse mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, but... But I don't know. Me personally, I've always been a benefit guy when it comes to a job. I, I said, "Fuck it, I need my shit." And I, you know, I get put. anyway, some people, a lot of young people, just don't. They don't go for that. They don't. Like, they don't. It don't bother them. But see, they don't. They don't look at the. They don't look at the whole picture. It's like we were just talking about. They don't care mm-hmm. about what's going on around them. They don't think of the yeah. future. You know, I'm going to need something. Um, you know, to help me along. Yeah. They just want the money. For right now, they're living for right now, so to speak. So. Yeah, you're right. But that's what we need to teach them, you know. That's all. They're 24 years old and they're indispensable. Yeah, they say they're going to live forever. Mm. Yep, there you go. Well, all right. What do you have? Time for the Halloween wrap up. Come oh, on, oh, no, no, great. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Hollywood, Hollywood. All right. Take it away. What we got going on out there? Um, Anthony Mackey buys 20 acres of land in New Orleans to build film and TV studio. Kudos to him. Wow. Celebrated Mm. actor Anthony Mackey is getting ahead of his role uh, as the next uh, Captain America is making business moves that will not only benefit his acting career, but also provide jobs for many of his hometown New Orleans folks. Kudos to him. Yeah. So he's been in the works of on this deal for about a year, and he finally finalized things uh, today. So I was like, wow. 
That's that's on point. You know, he's done films with um, Spike Lee, quite a bit of films with him. He's done Mm -hmm. um, Eagle Eyes, uh, um, Hurt Locker, uh, Maturian Candidate. Oh, that's that's my joint right there. Um, So he's a well-known actor, but kudos to him. Um, You know, these actors out here that have all this money or making all this money, do something productive with that money. Um, you know, don't let it's the Tyler Perry's and the Oprah's, you know, do their thing. Uh, you know, other actors need to jump on the bandwagon. So kudos to him. So that right. should be interesting. Yeah. Um, also, Beyonce is going to perform um, the song from King Richard at the Oscars. She may be the opening act. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Beyonce was 40. Hmm, man, okay. They put all her business out there. Some of the 40-year-old, uh, yeah, singer, actress, uh, the triple threat. She's going to probably open the show. Like, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, also, Trevor Noah, he's in hot, some hot water. And I think they took things out of context. Trevor says, it was never his intention to cancel Kanye, um, but he said he needs counseling. He wanted to counsel Kanye. So, you know, I think the news media, they got it incorrectly, and they just started this frenzy of just people talking about nothing. So that's my opinion on it. Um, and they claim that, uh, you know, Trevor's in hot water. He started this rumor. BS. That's the damn media started that room. I just don't believe everything that they tell you. Um, also, Taraji P. Henson. Um, she defends Jesse Smollett. I wish that would just go away. But she claims the punishment yeah. does not fit the crime. So, But in my opinion, I think she had something to do with this. She probably paid some folks off to get him out because he only did, I don't even think he did one day in jail. So, yeah, I think it was only like two, three, something like that. It wasn't many. He paid that fine. Oh, that's remember he, had, remember he had a fine that he had to pay. Yeah, it was and they probably 000. thought they probably thought it would take them forever to pay that fine. And when that money came up, they said, "Well, look, we we gonna let you out of here." Yeah, yeah. he it paid was that only, fifteen thousand and got up. Was it fifteen? Well, it was fifteen thousand. No, it was one hundred and twenty thousand. No, it was more than that. Right, yeah, it was more than that. Yeah, was, I yeah. thought that fine was no, only fifteen thousand no, no, no. that he paid. No, uh, it was in the hundred. He had to pay that fine, which was hundred. Yeah, it was, he was ordered to pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars in restitution and twenty five thousand dollars in fines. Right, um, exactly. He was supposed to be sentenced um, for one hundred fifty days at least, but he might have did one or two days. He didn't do much, so. But what he paid was bail. He made bail and got out. He didn't pay the whole amount. Yeah, but they called it that. But he also probably took care of all the expenses he had with oh, Chicago. Oh, I don't know. They, the amount they said was something like 15000 because his lawyer is still appealing the whole case. So he's only mm-hmm. out while the appeal is going on. If they lose their appeal, he's going back to jail, and they said the sentence will start all over at day one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I don't think he's going to do any jail time. I think Taraji, she kind of put her uh, two cents in, and I think she's working with, you know, trying to work with him, keep keeping him out of jail. So we'll right. continue to follow that story, yeah. 
Hey, when you got big money like that, hey. Um, did you guys ever watch College Hill? Um, this new uh, well, this is a reboot, and guess who the cast is? Ray J, Nene Leakes, and Lamar Odom. What a fly! Why y'all doing this? Why? College Hill's reality television series on BET that follows the lives of students, historically black colleges. Are y'all students? Come on now. Y'all trying to reboot this? Y'all not students? What the hell is going on? That sounds real crazy to me. (laughs) That just doesn't make any sense. But I see um, Odom, he's he's getting his, um, he's getting in there. (laughs) He's doing Mm. a lot of reality shows. I noticed that. I mean, what else can he do? I guess you got a good point. After he left, left the Kardashians, right? <laughs> yeah, because he can't play basketball anymore. So what else is he going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Vivica Fox slams Laverne Cox for a quote-unquote tacky comment to Will and Jada. Uh, Will Smith had uh, won um, his first tag award, and... Um, Miss Singh was on the red carpet as a commentator for E! News, and she mentioned the entanglement situation. I mean, he has, you know, Jade on his arm. He just won his first award, and here you come and talk about some entanglement shit. Um, <laughs> that was very tacky. So, Bevelica Fox called her out on it. And kudos to her, because that was uncalled mm-hmm. for. Yeah, we we've been down that road, entanglement road. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, also um, another versus battle. The rapper, the game, wants to battle Eminem. It's not gonna happen because Eminem will walk all over you, darling. <laughs> I was getting ready to say Eminem will eat you alive without even having to wake up. It. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he will. Yep, he will. He will. And uh, last but not least, uh, sorry to hear about the situation with uh, Tracy Braxton. She had been battling um, cancer for a while, and um, she passed. I think that was last week. So I thought some prayers go out to the Braxton family because they're from Crownsville, Maryland, and in this area. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, right down the street, yeah. It was a quiet battle. People, A lot of people didn't know, but... Uh, you know, uh, hey, that's their thing. They want to say, keep it quiet. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. my Hollywood wrap up. Mm-hmm. All right, good one. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Had a lot of goodies in there, goodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Don't forget to watch our hometown girl. Uh, she is hosting the Oscars, uh, Regina Hall. Uh, she's hosting with um, Amy Schumer and uh, Wanda Sykes. So check that out on Sunday, and I will have a review uh, the week after. But you guys got to check it out on Sunday. So the Oscars. Okay. All right. Papa Didi, we're down to the kiss it list. If you can right. please explain what the world-famous kiss it list is all about, and we can tell everybody who's on it for this week. All right. That's a list of the people that uh, shot themselves in the foot. Over and over again over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We can start off with your boy, uh, Clarence Thomas, and his wife. Yeah. Put them down there. 
Uncle Thomas is tag, tag 45 and his cronies along with her. Yeah, as I call her, uh, Papa D.D. Jr. calls him Orange 45. Yeah, we got to get a nickname for his cronies. Yeah. Um, also, I have another random one, Dairy Queen. It just what? came to my attention. What? It just came to my attention this week that Dairy Queen, the the soft serve ice cream that they serve, mm-hmm. is not actually ice cream. What? It's, so it's ice milk. According, well, no, it's well, it's like this. According to the USDA, in order for a food product to be called ice cream, it has to have at least ten percent milk fat or butter fat. And Dairy Queen's soft serve only has 5% of one of those two. So according to USDA, it's really not ice cream. I don't know exactly what they call it, but they call it ice cream really good. I'm just saying, y'all call it ice cream, but it's not really ice cream. So y'all liars. So I'm putting Dairy Queen on the kiss it list for being liars. Okay. Um, The Supreme Court. I'm putting the, the Supreme Court historically on the kiss it list because since 1789 when the Supreme Court began, all but seven of 115 justices have been white men. Mm, wow. Seven out of 115 were non-white men. I'm just mm, saying, mm. come on, y'all, for real. Mm, 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 mm. Well, hopefully we won't change the narrative. So. All right. Yeah. That'll be a different, you know, different flavor, mm-hmm. but dang, seven out of 115? Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those white men after all this time. Uh, we got Mike Lindell, the pillow, my pillow guy. Mark Meadows. Uh, we already mentioned Virginia Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife. Brian mm-hmm. Kemp, the uh, Republican governor in Georgia for doing whatever he's doing and the other folks that are blocking Stacey Abrams candidacy or her fundraising ability. Uh, Mike Braun, the representative from Indiana, who said that he would he thinks that uh, interracial marriages should have never been legalized. You racist piece of crap. Uh, also, <laughs> I got a white male teacher whose name was not released, but he, he got fired from a high school in Jacksonville, Florida, for cussing out the students. Yeah, these are high schoolers cussing out the students. One of the students recorded him, and he's just giving this whole speech about how I'm tired of tired of playing. Uh, I'm no, he said I'm effing done with you idiots, and if you want to end up getting your checks based on my taxpayer dollars on the first and the fifteenth of the month, I don't effing care. Uh, you know, he just went on and on talking all this kind of stuff. And the young lady who was recording the audio, she had her phone in her lap. She kept looking down at the phone and kind of covering her face. And then he said something like, oh, you think it's effing funny? Get out of my classroom. And that was the Mm. end of the recording. But at some Mm. point he said, you know, if you, something like, you know, you can end up on welfare. I don't give a sh. I mean, he went in just cussing out the kids. Oh, he said, I, you, you're here to get something from me. I need nothing from any of you. I mean, he just really went hard on those kids, but he's been fired, so. Okay. But he's still on the kiss it list, so. Uh, let's see. 
that's everybody on my list. Anybody else? Yeah, all these um, corporate investors buying all these houses around, you know, and uh, over and over. They even on the, the, the they're on the New York, New York Stock Exchange. They have a public. Uh, okay. I didn't get their name. I think it's called something begins with an L. But it's uh, Luton or something. They're house investors mm-hmm. buying houses all in Texas and Vegas and anywhere there's major market. Because, you know, Vegas is big mm-hmm. now because the football team is there. And yeah. Vegas mm-hmm. is big, period. So Vegas is really growing. With the Raiders being there now and people going down there, to, I'm telling you, that put bringing that football team there, mm-hmm. oh, my mm-hmm. God. Money, money. Now they just got that mm-hmm. wide receiver from Green Bay to go there. So. Uh, let's see. Anybody else, Kettle? You have anybody else to add? No, you guys hit everybody. Okay. Oh, I forgot Ted Cruz for being a real butt toward uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, well, you know. In that, in those hearings, I mean, he just really, really showed off. And Lindsey Graham. He's original penguin. Lindsey Graham was so rude and condescending to her. And I'm so glad that some of the other senators, like, cut him off and basically told her, you do not have to answer that. You know, the stuff he was saying, it was it was crazy. The stuff that they can get away with is just ridiculous. I tell you what, they better be glad that she is a woman of dignity, that she didn't just, you know, really say something <laughs> foul <laughs> because some of that stuff that they were saying. And she's trying to get a job, so and she's a dignified person. So anyway, anybody else? Last call. Mm-hmm. Last call for kiss it list. Last call for kiss it list. All right, we got a special gift for everybody on this week's kiss it list. And here it is. Kiss my entire my All right, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir again, darling. It's now time for the last word. Over to you, Papa DJ. What's your last My word? My last word is, you know, watch the news. Stay informed. You know, this, the uh, president of North Korea, he, he's about to launch a missile. They claim they could reach Washington, D.C. and all kinds of stuff. You know, this guy over in Ukraine is trying to get people to, trying to get the United States to team up and give him everything. You know, like, damn, you want us to fight your damn war? Please. Man, but we ain't got a damn thing to do with you. Well, we need to, you know, I, I might have an opinion on that shit, but he's asking for too fucking much. I'm like, yo, bro, fuck all that. 
Ask somebody else for some shit. Anyway. Okay. But just be careful. Be safe. All right. Um, my last word is for people like that Republican from Indiana who accidentally speak their own truth and reveal themselves, thank you very much. That's my last word. Over to you, Kettle. <laughs> that was short and sweet. <laughs> That's all oh. I'm saying. <laughs> um, I guess those are the people we need to watch out for. You know, those are the ones that have the facade up or uh, that are chameleons. Um, once they start talking, they'll reveal themselves. So that's what he did. Uh, and uh, to um, Stacey Abrams, hey, keep going, girl, because you got it going on. And uh, these white folks out here, they scared of you. I mean, I, I read her um, bio, and she, she comes from good stock. I mean, you know, her parents, hey, they instilled a lot in, in her, and hey, She's like, this is what I got to do. This is, what, this is what I was born for. So um, I say kudos to her. Keep going. That's Keep right. Going. All right. Hello, Stacey. <laughs> so, look, I'm not in Georgia. I'll vote for <laughs> I tell you. Mm-hmm. Call everybody you know in Georgia and tell them to vote for Stacey. Yeah. I guess they're they going to uh, fuse my language, but they're probably going to shit bricks if she's decide to run for President of the United States. Oh, yeah. They'll really yeah. lose their mind. Yes, they would. So, you try to stop her now, guess what? Ain't no stopping me now. <laughs> uh, That's right. She's going to last lose. word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Sorry we weren't taking any calls, but uh, we'll see what's up for next week. So, hang out with us then. And tell somebody about the show. Share the information. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Shout out to our parent company, dchomegrown.com. We appreciate you. And uh, we appreciate all of our listeners from the East Coast to the West, the North to the South, and everybody overseas. Thank you so much for hanging with us. And uh, we're going to say good night and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, good night. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And good night from the Pajama Party crew. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. Good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.